This episode of Miss Listen Knows is brought to you by God Is My Publicist TM. That's right, my own brand. So head over to MissListenKnows.com and get your product. We got some deals happening, and it's perfect stocking stuffers. Or, I mean, put it in the box. Whatever you want to do, support the movement. Al. Hey, what, what? You got it going on? What, what? I used to be scared of the dick. Now I throw lips to the shit. Handle it like a real bitch. Have the hunter, Jenna Jack me. Take it in the bud. Yeah, yeah, what? I got man in Switzerland. Even got sand in the Marylands. Bahamas in the spring. Baby, it's a big mama thing. Can't tell by the diamonds in my ring. That's how many times I want to come. 21 and another one and another one and another one. 24 carats, nigga. And that's when I'm fucking with the average, nigga. Another installment of Miss Listeners. We have been on a little light break because I've been, you know, reposting these interviews that I've been doing with allhiphop.com. However, I'm excited for this episode because I have a former porn star coming, a cultural icon, so to speak. Her name is Heather Hunter, which is why I started off with that rap because even back before Drake was dropping people's names inside raps, back when it was like, you know, real hip-hop things happening, we had the Big Mama Queen B dropping this woman's name as one of the realest bitches. So when I finally got the opportunity to meet Heather, I wanted to bring her in because I feel like, you know, this platform is one where we open up conversations and have dialogue about certain subjects that people might sugarcoat on other other platforms. I'm not doing that today. I want to have Heather come in and, you know, I want to talk to her about, you know, the differences between being a sexual icon back in the day compared to the women being sexualized now. Does she feel like they're over-sexualized now? Was there a shift in the, in the mechanisms? Like, what was the difference? I just want to know those type of things. But aside from that, Al, I have so many great things. I've been, this year has been full of highs and lows and opportunities that came after certain circumstances that I didn't expect to happen. So I'm now, I told you before, but I'm now doing this show on Satori Radio, which is a free app I would love for you to download and make sure you tune in for my show, which is called The Morning Mix with Miss Lissa Knows. It's going to be Monday through Fridays from 6 to 9 a.m. No, it's not a record where you can go back and listen to it later, but I am in the process of developing that show. So many things are developing right now with the end of the year coming in. I'm trying to like cross out certain things and add certain things and build the team and get rid of the negative energy and the negative people and the frenemies before coming into this new year. So in doing that, I'm really excited for this new project. I'm excited to watch it grow, but I don't want the Miss Listen Knows podcast to be shafted or to lose any type of zeal or to lose any momentum. So I am making sure that in the new year, I'm going to have um, longer episodes because there are certain know-it-alls, as I want to call you guys, who do want longer episodes. And I did want certain people to, like, you know, say certain things. And I wanted to play with certain things and try certain things and hear the feedback. And I'm excited that people do want more, so I am going to be giving more. And... I just wanted to happen 
organically. I don't want anything to feel forced. And that's why, I mean, when I feel like the episode is done, it's just done. When it feels like the episode should go longer, it will go longer. I do want to include more games and just make things more fun. And I do want to have certain conversations that a lot of people don't have. And that's why I'm going to be having Heather coming in. Because it's really hard for a woman in this industry, especially when you already sexualize yourself because that causes people to over sexualize yourself so her coming from an industry of when she did porn it was still different back in the day it wasn't the same feel like women were selling a fantasy and now it still it feels like women are selling their souls so I would love to hear what Heather Hunter has to say about that and I want you guys to also, you know, hit me up on Instagram and or Twitter at Miss Listen Knows. Let me know the kind of concepts and the kind of conversations you would like to hear on this platform, especially female-driven ones. Yes, I'm going to be talking to men as well, but I do want to make sure that I'm highlighting my women and empowering my women because there's so many people out here that lie. Like, they out here acting like they really want to empower females and acting like they really want to push the culture forward as far as it comes when it comes to the ladies. But that shit is not true because then when you approach them or when you hit them up or they give you these Hollywood conversations and it feels like the black girl magic or the black girl movement is still catty and it's still one where you have to prove yourself and I don't have a problem proving myself but I also don't have a problem being a loner like I really don't care about what people think and then that's as I get older the better I get at doing that but I still do want to cater to the people that do care and the people that do care is a younger generation we're watching kids who are killing themselves because they're being bullied we're watching girls who are being led into freezers and ended up dead and their friends who they thought was their friends don't even have a word in edgewise as far as what happened or how come they wasn't there to have their friends back and these are all things that happen because I feel like those who came before us dropped the ball and just keep dropping the ball and watching the ball roll away and nobody trying to grab the ball and put it back in our court well I'll be that person to at least take that first initiative and say hey I'm gonna do that on my platform and that's why I have built this Miss Listen Knows platform all of these years and even in taking a break coming back now I'm excited to be bringing certain things on I don't think I'm gonna do a game today with Miss Hunter because I really want to just feel how I want to see what her mind is and see where it goes I mean if a game happens organically maybe let's see what how that goes however again thank you so much I appreciate all of the listeners both new and old I have a lot of great things developing a lot of new projects happening I am going to be growing my team and as I'm growing the team as Dallas Penn even suggested I'm going to be bringing in some guest co-hosts and potentially a permanent co-host but I don't want to marry into any idea especially after what happened on that last podcast however thank you thank you again I do want you guys to keep supporting the movement and be open to what I'm doing let me know what you do like let me know what you don't like I do care you know I I, I don't read the comments as, I mean I didn't read the comments as much before however I, I am getting more into reading the comments and seeing what's going on because you do want to know what the listeners are feeling. I don't want you guys to make me deviate from my ideas and what I want to do. Because even in doing this radio show, I'm getting better at having the conversation with the audience and ha getting more comfortable with being by myself, just me and the mic, which I haven't done this since, like, episode one. Or, like, how long has it been, actually? 
since episode one, I believe. Yeah, I believe it's been since episode one. I haven't had a moment just you and I. So here I am again. One thing I do want to touch on because it's something that's really big this week was that little boy that went viral because he was being bullied. And then also there was a video with this guy. It was called I Am Not a Racist. I forgot the guy's name because it's it's on the tip of my tongue and I, I don't even want to go to my notes because his name doesn't matter. It's all about the message and how sometimes we get all distracted by what we think is like a strong message when in all actuality, it's not. So the I Am Not a Racist video, when I initially saw it, I, I was not here for it. And I just started thinking, well, am I being a hater? Am I being crazy by being offended by this video? But then I was watching another video of somebody who was saying how they felt about this video and it kind of was exactly what I needed someone to say because I couldn't find my right words. If there was a song called I Am Not a Racist, I mean the song called I Am Not a Racist, if there was a song called I Am Not a Rapist and there was like a guy just going off about how you deserve to be raped if you was wearing certain things and you deserve to be violated sexual if you did certain things, but then it was like, but wait, wait until you, the, the rebuttal happens and then you hear the rebuttal and there's not even a strong enough message to counteract all of the nonsense that was spewed in the first verse that is exactly how I felt about that I am not a racist song even though the point of the song was to create conversations and to stimulate some kind of tolerancy in our universe that is not what it did it kind of empowered racism because who's actually getting to that second verse a lot of people are not and then it's like what did the song really do by the end of the song I didn't feel like the black man at the end had a strong enough point shout out to my son the general because he did do a counteract videos and that I did appreciate but I mean these two videos were not together so it was like you had to kind of like be in the know to know that my son had had the counteract video that was actually the right rebuttal so it was like kind of like defeated the purpose also there's a, a video of a little boy who got bullied and everyone was just like calling this kid a hero and before we even found out that his parents were um, white supremacists, I was already in my bag and people were telling me that I was wrong in my having my feelings. And I never think anyone is wrong in their feelings. So I was like, I'm not wrong, but I did feel like maybe it would be wrong to share how I felt. But then once we de- found the, once the story developed and we found out that this boy was being raised by racist people and him himself had photos holding the Confederate flag, like he, He's yes, he's being he's being raised into racism, but still, I mean, at the end of the day, you kind of reap what you sow. So after I saw that, I went off on my tangent. Before even knowing that his parents were racist, my whole thing was, wow, not the whole world just stopped because this little boy cried into a camera about being bullied. I would never say it's okay for anybody to be bullied. I would never condone someone being disrespected or violated by by anyone else because of how they look or their sexual orientation or anything. I think everybody should leave people to hell alone. If you like it, I love it. If it don't make me no money, I don't care. 
which was another reason why I didn't really talk too much about it. I mean, I kind of do make some money by talking pop culture, but I like to pick and choose what I talk about. So I was like, I'm not even going to go into it because I don't feel like having that debate. But then his mother got exposed for being racist, and I was like, hey, the gloves is off. Let's do it because I got time. Before I even knew his parents were racist, though, my whole plight was, yes, it's really sad that he's going through this, but we watched this little boy cry about being bullied, but he's still alive. Meanwhile, we watch people die. We watch a man get shot and die in front of his own child on Facebook Live, and no one was up in an uproar. No one cared about the post-traumatic syndrome that this child might be going through. Nobody cared about any of those things. We have... Trayvon Martin, who is a, was another child, was another child, rest in peace to him, he was going to the store, and because of how he looked, forget being bullied, that, that child lost his life. And yes, we did have an uproar, and yes, we was upset, but were people, people, were people so, uh, were people as upset? Were they? When the, when, when the verdict came in, we was as upset. I'm not saying we wasn't, but were they? So it's like, hopefully, this them watching one of their own, one of their little babies go through something because he got a fat nose and he look a little different, maybe that will create the conversation and stimulate the tolerance that we need right now in this day and age. Hopefully. I'm going to speak my piece. I'm really excited to be back in this seat. I am going to still be dropping my interviews from all hip-hop and dropping my interviews that I do with Billboard or Vibe magazine. But I still want to sit in this seat and have moments with you. So shout out to you for doing that. Make sure you go tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend. Yes, that's my saying. I'm making sure I say it still. Tell a friend to tell a friend because I'm developing my show of organized, organized chaos. It's not as chaotic as other shows, but it's still a little disheveled and we're still working through it. I want to take a break, and when I come back, I'm going to be sitting with the one and only Heather Hunter. It's your girl, Miss Lissa. Al. Hey, are you getting enough Miss Lissa knows? Of course not. You need some more, so make sure you're checking me out from 6 to 9 every Monday through Friday on Satori Radio. It's a free music app. Go download it right now. But make sure you keep listening to the podcast. <laughs> and the show goes on. Al, and we're back. And sitting with me is the iconic being that is Heather Hunter. <laughs> hey, now. <laughs> I'm really excited for this interview because, I mean, of course, who doesn't know who you are and I've seen you in certain situations, but I was always, like, nervous to just be this, running up on somebody. But then, thanks to Lucky, he was always saying, like, you know, you're doing great things, and you should, like, meet Heather. And I was like, I would love to meet Heather. And then the universe put us together. So I just wanted to, you know, have you on as, like, an expert, so to speak. Like, of course, I want to talk to you about your journey and mm -hmm. your, you know, transitions from the sexual industry into becoming an author and an artist. But I also want to open up the conversation about the differences be between being a, a, an iconic figure or a sexual figure back in the day as opposed to now. I feel like there was a, a certain zeal and a certain different, it was a different um, perspective. I feel like there was a, a fantasy being sold. And now I feel like there's souls being sold. Like, I feel like everybody just wants to do it, so everybody's doing certain things. Women are over-sexualizing themselves. Because even... Right. Back true. in the day, even a porn star was still a, it was a certain it was a job. 
you were a porn star, you went, it was a job, and then you walked away, and you were still honored as a lady. Now yes. it feels like women are not being honored as ladies. We're not being honored as the, the beautiful beings that we are, and it's because we ourselves are over-sexualizing ourselves. Yes, we have definitely lost the massive art of yes, sexuality. Right. Yes. <laughs> so I just wanted to like, you know, bring that back to, to the forefront with us coming into mm-hmm. 2018. I'm telling my girls that like, we gotta leave certain things in the past. And in doing that, it's nothing wrong with being like I've had conversations with a sexologist, someone who puts together like what you would consider as an orgy, but really what she's doing, it's teaching you about orgasm, to teach you about connecting with your partner, and to have a conversation with her, you would just think she was a doctor. Like you wouldn't think like, oh, this is like a sex expert. So right. you know, like I just want to know like where did it get lost? Of course, like I said, I want to know more about you. I want to get into who you are first, mm-hmm. but I wanted I wanted you to know like the purpose of this conversation for me. It wasn't just me coming in and hoping that you were gonna give me some messy boot stories about like old rappers, <laughs> which I mean, if you have some girl, give it to nah. me. But really, what I want to do is like I said, I just want to use this platform uh-huh. for good, like to just just like you know invoke change and you know cause some kind of conversations and some friction. Well, I all I can do is enlighten people with these my experiences and. Others that I've learned along the way of my journey. Right. So first and foremost, if you are, you know, we have the 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 millennials tapped in, so they may not know who (laughs) Heather Hunter is. So I mean, you would be the best person to discuss. I could tell you for me, because growing up for me, I just knew that you were an iconic figure. That because for me, Little Kim was our, you know, our messiah. So she opened up. I was Right. So when she was like, like (laughs) when she said what she said, it made me have to realize, and then we didn't have like the Googles and we didn't have the search engines. So I had to go and and do some research to find out who you were. So I do know that you are sex expert, sex expert, or you're sex expert. (laughs) Yeah, I think I'm just that naturally. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I wouldn't put my, you know, put a doctor in front of my name, but um, I, you know, I just think it's just, you know, it's been a, it's been a long journey. I, I, at the age of 18, I'll explain who I am for the cats that don't know. Um, when I was 18 years old, uh, I did adult films. Um, I actually became the first African-American woman in the adult industry to even catapult to where I, d- I went. Like to have that crossover yeah. value. And I also, you know, I broke through a lot of color barriers in the industry. Um, it, it was definitely a different time and era then. So when you're dealing with the industry then, you were fighting for a lot of rights, even dealing with discrimination and all that. So when I got out the business, it was interesting because when I was in the business, people were telling me that, you know, it's going to be hard for you to get into the mainstream business. But I came from the roots of Latin quarters and all my friends were in the entertainment business by that time. So I kind of dibbled, dabbled back and forth and then I, I I retired when I was 21 left the business right that's not like a good business plan <laughs> retired from that broke into the mainstream did music uh I did a lot of music uh I was signed to Island Records yeah I was like looking like okay well I didn't know you did some songs with like Nori like you did some songs like you on the album yeah I like, did a lot of music and then um, I know I saw like a vibe interview that you were saying that you just really wanted to be taken seriously as an artist yes Yes. I never looked at my sexuality or what I was doing to pro- have a problems with, like, my talent. I was like, I'm going to express everything. And if people love it, they're going to like it. If they don't, who cares? I'm just enjoying life, you know? I didn't know back then 
the stigmatism of the adult industry was going to hit me so hard, you know, because um, they were back then in the mainstream. It was hard. It was a hard business to get into, especially coming from the adult industry. But now the generation, it's amazing how it's like things they're looking have changed. For that. They're like, are you in the adult industry? Do you want to rap? Like our, yeah, it's our like, biggest rap artist right now is a former stripper. Like she's a former, like she's from the adult industry, so to speak. So it's just like it's like a complete one eighty. Right. But you know, just from the beginning, someone had a fight to get to that point. Where I think things have got lost is the media. I mean, we have exploded. Um, exploded all through the media sexuality you know what I mean I mean it's it's so exploited in a way where it's like no matter where you look they're selling sex even if it's toothpaste we're selling sex right and now you know the young girl when she's growing up she her career choice is to be a stripper to be adult star a video vixen bartender yeah just to get herself to that plateau that the world has come to where we're going wrong is we're, we're not educating people on sexuality. I mean, everybody's just getting wild, but no one's educating anyone. I mean, if you look at the millenniums now, even if you think of HIV, you take HIV, all right? The people that are not even born yet, you know, at least when HIV was at its peak, you know, people who are like just being born, they don't even know. They think they could just take a pill, you right. know what I mean? And that's not the case, you know? So I think, a lot of, you know, when it's come to safe sex, when it comes to education, when it comes to, you know, even expressing your sexuality and doing it in a way where that man wants to make you his wife yeah. at the end of the day, you know what I mean? We have lost that. And I, you know, that's where we have to work on. And I think that's what women have to work on. Okay, so you started at 18. So someone had to groom you. Like someone had to make sure that you wasn't a lost 18-year-old in this industry. So you were dancer, you were dancer, right? At Latin uh -huh. Quarters. Yes. And then you kind of got like recruited. Well, so I was dancer. I was working as a co-check girl at Latin Quarters. Okay. I literally worked at Latin Quarters. I answered phones. Okay. I was in there day and night. I actually lived there for a while, you know, because I was homeless for a second. Okay. And then I decided that I wanted to dance because I know I could make a lot of money. And I started stripping. Around that time, it was, you know, it was the Italian game. Wait, hold then. on. Can we just do a quick, I'm sorry. How did you go? Because you just hit me from Kochak and then we just started stripping. How did you, so you got, did you get kicked out by your parents and that's how you kind of got? Well, I didn't get kicked out. I ran away. Okay. So I've been on my own since I was 15, okay. 16. So by 15, 16, I'm working like quarters. Okay. Um, by 16, you know, even back then, the things I wasn't supposed to be doing, I was doing. Um, and I knew what I was doing. That's the, that's, you know, I was very grown for my 16 year old mind. Right. You know what I mean? So, Crazy enough, I had a plan, you know. Um, back then, it was, you know, it was the Italian game. So, you know, it was mob. The industry was kind of like mob ran. And they groomed me. They groomed me to be a very classy young lady. They watched me. They watched my back. Any club I worked at, I was just always looked out for. So I was kind of groomed even by the time I hit 18. I did my first movie on my birthday. So I was already kind of like I said, being groomed for that business right. already. So I could truly say I was a sex machine, <laughs> you know, on my way to being, you know, an adult star. I, I went on every level. I became a stripper. Then after being a stripper, became a house-featured dancer. Then from house-featured dancer, by the time I hit 18, 
you know, I decided to do my adult films. Do you feel like you kept elevating because the life was being glorified? Like, did, like there was no like kind of like hardship for you, so it just made it easier for you to move into the next realm. No, I, I have very supportive family too. You know, my mom, my whole great family. You know, I just didn't want to live under her house, under her rules. Um, at the same time, a lot of things happened to me along the way. You know what I mean? Uh, I got, I was raped when I lost my virginity. So a lot of things happened. That's how you lost your virginity? Yeah. So I think when it, when you go through those journeys, you're not really seeking, you, you, you're just moving. You're just running. It's like you're escaping, you know? Um, when I got into the adult business, I'm not going to front. I'm I, I'm a very erotic being. So it was not something that I'm like, ooh, someone's making me do this. Right. Or, no, it seemed like it was my divine order. You know? I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And God, I love who I am. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a glorious life. Um, so... Yeah, I, I felt like my life has always been destined to where I'm, I am right now. So you never felt like over-sexualized or you never felt like... No, I wouldn't let anybody do anything that I would I didn't want to do. You know, you can only exploit yourself. The world can exploit the media all the time. I tell girls that. that you know, you are, you're the, you are control. You're the power you have of your temple. You get to... You know, you have to really not overexpose yourself. Just give them a little of everything of you, you know, even with your spirit, you just can't give everybody your spirit right. and your energy. Right. It's the same way with your body. So everything I've, and I think that's why I've had a very peaceful life, you know, besides, you know, things that happened to me, but even those things, you know, being raped, I've forgiven from those, you know. Did that happened when you were um, dancing or was that in the porn? Like No, it happened actually just on my block. Wow. Just randomly, yeah. Is it because... Was it something that somebody did because they kind of like put you in a certain way? Where they felt like because you were dancing or you were something. No, that you I was. I was. No, I was just. I, at that time, I was just going to school. Okay. I was a little tomboy, you know. Um, but at the same time, you know, you know, I look cute, or, and they say, you know, I'm like a feminine tomboy. So it's just the wrong place at the wrong time, you know. Did so. you feel like you got justice? Did you, did you feel like you got closure? Oh, I definitely have closure at this point because okay. even at that point, you know, I'm a very, I have an unconditional heart. What's you know your what sign? I mean? I'm a Libra. Okay. So I can, I, you know, all these years from even back then, you know, I look at somebody and I can say to myself, it's like, what were they going through? You know what I mean? To justify what they did. So I've, I've forgiven, I forgive a lot of things, you know. I've just, I move on with life. I don't let anything knock me down. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> definitely. Especially yeah, being definitely. a woman in this industry is very hard. Yeah. Very, very hard. And Can that you... person has passed away. So, you know, they got killed. So that judgment day came. <laughs> that wasn't a phone you call. Know? You all takes one phone call to your peeps? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> Don't lie. So... Can you um can we just talk a little about your first experience in the porn um industry like your first time doing that like what was that like did you, were you uncomfortable what was the deal like like did you have to be intoxicated? it was actually very no it was really surreal um no I had to be intoxicated you know there was some adult stars that were <laughs> on the set but it was my birthday so I was excited that same day so um it just seemed like I was. It, it seemed like a movie. It was just like I really, I was there, but it was, you know, it was an out-of-body out of experience. And as soon as I did my two scenes, afterwards we blowed out candles of my cake and I, we sang happy birthday. <laughs> 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 and it was it was really good. 
That was a good day. <laughs> Did you have to like explain to your mom because you say you have a supportive family, or uh-huh. they were just like all always like? Well, all since I've been on my own since sixteen, you know, um, I was making a lot of money at sixteen. So I think at that point, you know, your mom just has to respect what you're doing because you're taking care of yourself. You know what I mean? And uh, it's it's interesting. It's a it's definitely me and my mom are like best friends. Yeah. Did you ever want to like develop like start your own like uh? production company like porn no because i got out of the business right when hiv came arise even though i was having uh, all my sex scenes i wore condoms but i looked at it like i didn't you know my health i didn't want to risk my health it wasn't worth it you know especially even if you have to give your check to irs it's just none of it was worth it especially with my health so i i retired so when it came down to people asking me if i wanted to do production i didn't even want to risk being responsible with somebody catching HIV on my set. I don't know if I could live with that for the rest of my life. You're such a noble woman. Yeah. So then after you decided to not be in that industry, you immediately jumped into music or did you like go into the art or like what was the first stop uh, it was, after? It was music and then, um, yeah, about yeah, I got my record deal about a year later. I actually got married. Um, How did that work? I was, it was... A, great man you know um i was married for like a year and a half was he in the industry oh uh, yeah rex salas he was a music a huge music producer um he was actually a music director for at the time for janet jackson so great man great great man but you know it was it was just i just got out of the adult industry um i can truly say that was really my first serious relationship and i didn't really understand what love really was at that time you know i was still figuring it out and uh, to this day, he's a great man. We're good friends. And, you know, even he has a beautiful life. And um, from then, I, I kept doing music. And then I'd done a few TV shows. Uh, worked for BET at the Peep Show. Um, and then I just started doing art. I opened up my gallery. And then I wrote a book. You know, I'm still writing books right now. Um, it's been interesting. Then I put out my own album. <laughs> Do you, yeah. you were m- more record label or rapping? Rapping, yeah. My first um, on Iron Records, that was house music. I actually hit the yeah, Billboard charts that's what with I was that. Like, yeah. yeah, that's why we, we were listening like, how come we don't, because we like house and we like freestyle, so we was like, wait a minute, how come we wasn't jamming to this one? Yeah, it was called I Want It All Night Long. Yeah. Yeah. So then how did you go into rap and did you Akinelli. feel like... Akinelli taught me how to rhyme. Put we it in your mouth? Tour. Yeah. We went on tour. We was actually touring for like three years. Did you inspire that song? <laughs> no, he had a song before I got there. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and it was really good. And then I, I you know, opened up my own record label, put my album out. I had um, everybody from Scott Storch, uh, DJ Premier. I had some great producers on it. You know, White Collective Music Video. It was cute. It was a, to me, it was a homage to hip hop. Cause that's that's my roots. That's my love. Yeah. Did you ever date any hip hop artists? Yeah, but I won't tell you. <laughs> I'm just wanting a little. No, not a spot of tea. Uh, not a spot of tea. Not a spot from the queen. But what is it? You don't have to drop any names. Mm-hmm. But what was it like dating someone else in this industry? Um, I like it because you know it's, it's about compatibility with the way you flow. A lot of people can't date an entertainer, an artist, especially when they're on tour and they. They always in the, everywhere. They're just mastering their craft, you know? And you have to have the patience with an artist. You know what I mean? 
And I think with most artists, I've always became, even if they, you know, I've dated them, I've always became their creative muse. I've always been a creative muse for people. I'm like their escape. I can see in that. In a lot of ways, yeah. Do you, you ever know? feel like they're intimidated by your power? Is oh, yeah, I get that. Because, <laughs> like, me, I have a I really definitely big personality. Get that. And I, I, I just feel like it's really hard. I mean, I'm not looking for love and right now, but I feel like when I am, it's hard to find someone who can, like, you know, take all of this energy and still feel like a man. Yeah, I always, like, I, you know, my new thing is, you know, and I keep saying it in my head, only a king can bear my love. You know what I mean? You have to truly be a king, you know. Um, and, you know, I got one. <laughs> Al, you out here, you good? I'm good. How long y'all been together? <laughs> it's new. <laughs> okay, so how did y'all meet? Apps? Oh, he no, you, you on know, the no, town. No. Like, how do you get in, the, no, you get know. in the presence of Heather Hunter and then make her yours? Like, how do you do that? It's just, you know, it's just, like, right place, right time, you know? Is he it's older, all in timing. I'm older. Oh, yeah. you know, I thought you was like, I, I thought you was like, you know, grabbed you a little young thing. No, I was there. I was oh, just there. Oh, you was? There. Okay. Yeah. I ain't doing that no again. No more? They <laughs> like too immature? Ain't doing that again. <laughs> what about children? Did you ever want? Did you always just know that you were? I'm going to have children. You still want to do yeah, that? Yeah, I'm going to have a baby. Okay. Yeah. See, that's why you smart. You done traveled the whole world, did everything you uh -huh. need to do, and now <laughs> it's time to have some babies. Right. It's like, that's. this is what I'm saying. Like, we all doing it backwards. Like, shout out to my daughter. I love you. But, you know, a lot of the girls out here, we just do it, doing it backwards. Like, we see what we think we want, which is, like, the, the money, the success, and the man. But then we end up with, like... It just all gets like shambled, and we always end up the wrong way. And is that why there's like so much like divorce in our culture, and not so many like long with withstanding relationships? Yeah, you know, it's you know when it comes to children right now, you know, I think, you know, everybody has their way of when it, you know of having their children, you know, having a child, you know, and we're we're in a definitely different generation where anything is possible, you know, even if you're a single parent. Yeah. You can make it happen. You know what I mean? So, I, you know, I never mess with anybody's flow when it comes to babies. <laughs> I never do, you know? Um, but I just know that for me personally, you know, I, it's all about I don't ever want to settle. So it has to be the right one in the right time. I don't know. You know? It's hard now. You can't... It's you might have to settle. No, no, no. I never settle. <laughs> have never. you ever had beef with any women in this industry? You seem so sweet. No, I never. Ever. No porn beef? Like, no dancer beef? You ain't never had, like, nothing? No Soul Train? You no. and Jody Watley was good? Y'all was good? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I even know her sister. Oh, that's sweet. Okay. You just, everybody loves you. I don't have no problem. Heather. I've always been, like, sisterhood. You know, I'm all for women. You that's know. sweet. Yeah. And I'm bisexual at the same time. Oh, yeah. what kind of girl you like? Um, I like the ones that look innocent, even if they're not. Do you like like feminine women, or are you into feminine. like okay? So, but do you bag them, or they gotta like send somebody, let them know that they like? How does this go down? I need some tips. I'm a I'm a, I'm a real hunter. Yeah, I have that. <laughs> I have that predatorial natural thing in me. Um, but it's you know it's it's now it's it's not a. You know, I think it's more, I used to be in relationships with girls, you know. I think now it's just, it's more like a appetite, you know. Do you feel like if you were <laughs> to get married that you would still include women into your repertoire? Well, any man who I'm with, yeah, knows and understands I'm bisexual. So, of course. 
are they allowed to? Because there's so many things. I feel like and you it know, depends. Yeah, it also like depends. I mean, you know, I mean, it depends on the man. Because I've been in relationships where that doesn't happen at all. So it depends on you know one man. But you yeah. don't ever have like pussy withdrawals. Like he might be never, like, never? ever, no. Okay. No. Okay, so how do you feel about this new uh, title of slut-shaming? Slut-shaming. I really don't even understand that. What is what is slut-shaming? So, like, if if a girl is wearing a short skirt and I'm like, hey, young girls, y'all don't need to wear short skirts. Y'all could cover up y'all legs. It's like, no, you're slut-shaming. Or if I'm like... Oh, so there's a, there's a title for it? Yeah. <laughs> oh, <laughs> or like even like Amber Rose had put together like a whole slut walk. I mean, slut walk is an old concept, but she put together her own slut walk where her whole thing is just like you should be able to be in charge of your own sexuality. But I feel like it got taken out of context, so that's why I wanted to know like how you felt about it as far as just like. Well, I I think you know with this with the slut walk, um, I know she does some really good things for foundations and charities. I love that. Um, I think nowadays, just because of the way the world is right now, everybody out there is crazy. You know, everybody's unpredictable. You don't know what's happening at any moment in time. So, you know, to me, when it comes to women expressing their sexuality, even visually, um, I, I would like, there's, you, you, you have to be careful these days. Because even if you want to express yourself, that next man or that next predator they're not thinking that way. You, you know what I mean? And it's unfortunate we live in this world that's like that. But I feel like, you know, back to we have to discipline ourselves as women to show our sexuality in a different form so you can see a different way in a different light and they can still see that power. You know yeah, what I mean? Like if you show on the um, titties, don't show the ass. You know, <laughs> you know, I, you know sometimes I get nervous when I have, I have some friends when they have to get on the, on the train and they have like little tiny skirts on. I really get nervous because anything can happen to you from and this A is the to rape B. Culture. Yeah, like anything can happen to you. So even as a woman, I'm concerned, you know. Um, but at the same time, if you're gonna, I always, at least me personally, if I'm gonna dress sexy and have high heels on and have my little, you know, shameless outfit on for the night, <laughs> <laughs> I make sure I have a man escorting me. Right. You know what I mean? I'm not going out with a bunch of girls looking like that. You know, somebody has to wear the suit. Somebody got to hold you down. Yeah, yeah. Speaking of wearing the suit. And then I'll wear the suit if I'm holding now down all these girls. Now you're wearing a dress, and that's where I'm going with this. Like, because you were saying about, you know, how you get the ring and how you, you know, throw that sexuality out where you get cuffed down. How do we do that? <laughs> I'm, you know, like, we got to give these girls the tips. Like, I don't want them to just be thotting and bopping. I want them to get rings. Oh, they can't give it up too easy. <laughs> Do you believe in the 90-day rule? I believe in not a 90-day because I'm too horny for a 90-day. <laughs> my, my hand was but I believe I definitely believe in a 30-day. Okay. I definitely believe in a 30-day. You know, um, I feel men... You give them too much too soon, they lose interest. You know what I mean? I think nowadays we lost the the years of chivalry. You know, even with me personally, if I want to court, wanna be courted. yeah, if I want to court, I'm, I'm trying to court a woman or even a man. You know, because I'm I'm just that type of girl. You know what I mean? You don't feel like that. You like? Wait a minute. You courting? You courting that? No, I, I do have court men before. So they broke or because? No, because it's just my it's just oh, me. Oh, you just got that. 
It's just me. I like crab legs. I'm just me. It's just a natural uh, G of me. <laughs> yeah, you know, because I'm a real lobster. You know, <laughs> yeah. you know, but I've been there. You know what I mean? But it's when it comes to women, you know, I'm like, God, you're just like, let me send you flowers. Let me, let me do something sweet for you instead of you just opening your legs that quickly. You know? <laughs> yeah. So. I think, you know, men, you really have to dance with them. You give them too soon, they're ready to dance with another. And uh, they have they an even want. shorter attention span now because they got to go to app. They could just swipe to the left, swipe to the right. Like, it's even right. worse. Right. You might need to hold it down for 35 minutes. Well, it's days. all about stimulating their brain. You know, when you stimulate a man's brain, that's hard to get. Because as soon as you got his brain, you got his heart. So don't you know be mean, mean to him. Be you gotta do a night. You gotta because somebody told me that men like abuse. So I was like, okay, let me curse all of them. No, I think out. you know. I think nowadays that you know men are you know women are so we are we're powerful beings right now. Everybody's we're in savage mode. Facts. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you know men are taking the role. It seems like it's the women, you know, because women are being very overpowering. Which is a beautiful thing, but there has to be a balance. You gotta let a man be yes. a man and a woman be a woman. That's what I was saying and about courting. Like, even like I was always taught that even if you're paying the bill because he broke, you're supposed to give him the money before y'all go in the restaurant so that when the check comes, he could still pay. Right, right. Yeah. Still feel good. Right. You know, but you, but just you know. bags because you rich and then you out here dating executives and just want to <laughs> show them that you don't need them. So you out here just paying for the bill just to show him that you well, can. General, I get you. Yeah, I, in general, I just never let, I, even at a bar, I've never let a man pay a drink for me. I've always been that way. You know, I, I just, I'm capable of doing it myself, you know, and I'm a different type of, I, I move a different type of way. It's not really about if the man wants me, it's about if I want them. You know what I mean? So as soon as I know that I want them, then the hunt is definitely on. What about yeah. getting money from a man? Like, how do you feel about that? I know you got it already, but don't you, like, do, well, should I came he from pay the a business. bill? And should well, I came like... from the business of, you know, that type of tease, you know, to get that how money out of the that? pockets. I need help, girl. It's a new day. 2018, I want to leave the broke man in behind. Well, you need to definitely just tone it down and pay damsel in distress. <laughs> <laughs> because you're too strong, <laughs> you're too strong baby. Found it. Yeah. See, I, I can't do that. I can't pay damsel in stress. We were just talking about that the other day. There's no way I can get away with that. You know, they're like, "Come on, Heather, really, really, you're stranded. You need me." <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. You, you really, Heather, you can't pay your bill. Really. <laughs> do you have any regrets at in anything like? Um, musically and sexual industries and the personal. you know I used to say I never have regrets I do have certain regrets um, I could truly say um, when it came down to certain things in the business you know uh, sometimes I, I, I feel like I've talked up about a lot of things of the way I should have handled certain things I've done that but at the same time I think I could have done more you know what I mean um, another regret I could truly say is, uh, and I can't even say it's a regret, but thinking I knew what love was before I did, you know what I mean? Because I was living such a lustful life and it took me so long to really know the meaning of love, Wow. you know? And when I got it, cause when I felt it, you know what I mean? That was, it made me look back in my past of all the things that I thought I was in love with, 
wasn't, you know? And even with that much emotion that you put in baggage just from your journey, even relationships, yes. you know what I mean? It was just like, God, I, I kind of regret even having those thinking that way, you know what I mean? But I think that comes with just, you know, growing up. Being more mature. Yeah, and, the, and just, you know, learning lessons of life. You What's know? the biggest misconstruction about you or something that you just want to clear up or, like, the worst rumor or anything? Um, God, I don't even... Ain't nobody talking bad about you. I'm telling you. Yeah, so I'm not. Sweet. <laughs> Anybody bother you? You let me know. If they under, no, they I don't under really 35, think about that. Auntie, I got you, okay? I will yeah. watch them. I'm going to call my little sis. Yeah, I'm not even. You. Yeah. Like, I'm, don't play with me. I'm really good money. So you know? sweet. You know, I'm really, you know, how did I can't you, even. So I want to talk a little bit how, about your transition in from, from, the, from the black D to the white D. <laughs> That's when the money got better, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, actually, you talk about you said no? you said it no? was actually the white D to the black D. <laughs> was that the crossover? Yeah, because you talking about in the adult business. Yeah, yeah, because I was actually the first black girl to do an interracial films that really impacted. That right, even, so you went to the white. Yeah, D. I went from the white D to the black D because after I did the interracial films, you know. Um, then I started doing some um, all-black films with Vivid. We were able, Vivid Video opened up a urban line, you know, called The Wave. So it really, you know, it really helped a lot of, you know, a lot of even other adult stars that couldn't even get on a platform for Vivid to even actually start working for that company. Oh, that's hot. How did you, like, have, how did you prove yourself? Like, how do you prove yourself? Oh, my God, throughout, the, like, throughout the entire business? Yeah, to go to, to to make them even give you the opportunity to do uh, interracial, because it's like, you well, know. Well, it was really standing up for everything, because even back then, it was like, I tell you, it was, a racial, it was a very racist business at that time. You know, it was, the segregation was out of control. Right. Um, I really went in not even looking at people look at me as my color. It's just like, you had to set me because I was Heather, you know? Um even with the titles of the movies back then, they had stereotypical black fudge, all that stuff. No, none of my films were going to have those type of titles. I was going to be accepted just like any other girl that was in the business, you know? So it got to a point where they saw no color. And even when I had to stand up for certain things, if they wanted me to do certain things, I wouldn't do it. I'd just say no. And it's really opening up your mouth and standing up for yourself. You open up that You mouth. really do. And if, they, if you're not down with it, you got to leave, you know? That's the only way they... Anyone can respect anything you do. You know, if you just let them get away with it, then at the end of the day, that was your fault. True. Um, and then even I remember one time um, at Vivid, they were protesting outside, you know, it was a civil rights type of protest, you know, for Vivid. And I actually went out, uh, I came out there to uh, calm everything down, you know, so... There has been some political moments within the business that I even helped through, even uh, dealing with Vivid, you know, um, because uh, Vivid was actually a great company. Right. There was nothing r racist about Stephen Hirsch at all. He was a very good man. He looked out for me a great deal. So I did not want that company to be affected by, you know, racial slurs or, you know, there being bigots because that was not the case. So... I had to come and stand up for my company. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. And, you know, that worked. And it and it should work because even with that, you know, they opened, like I said, an urban line and everybody was working and, you know. 
You and Uncle Luke should do a podcast. Like, I know y'all well, did we it before. Together, I know. Yeah. Y'all need to bring that back. <laughs> like, because he was a pioneer, you were a pioneer, mm-hmm. and the way times have changed. Because even him, like him himself, like Uncle Luke being uh, Uncle Luke, like Luther Campbell, his wife is not a thotty. Like, she's an mm-hmm. educated woman. Oh, I love her. And it's just like, he even said, like, there was a shift. He blamed it on Kanye. Do you blame it on Kanye? Um, I don't, what was the shift? I, to me, the shift happened a long time ago. You know what I mean? Um, I think the shift also happened with the media, you know, on what they considered was hot music, what was going to be the movement, the next movement. You know what I mean? Um, but it definitely, to me, happened in the South. You know, um, I can't put it on anybody. I can't name you can a name. Somebody. Drop, you know, drop that name. But I, I definitely know it, it, it changed from when the South impacted. You know, um, now us as women in this game, it changed because we let it change. If that makes any sense. No, we did. And like I said, it's like now because like I'm not afraid to go against the machine. It's okay. I'll put it on my back. I'll be hated. I feel like so many women that even if they don't agree with it because they want certain intention, they just go and ride the wave because it's just like, if you can't beat them, join them. I'm going to keep fighting until I beat somebody. So I'm not going to get beat. Like, I'm not afraid to say, hey, well, that's it's the not thing okay. About, I'm all about the sexy. I'm all about these sexy hey, girls. My whole thing is just don't give it up so exactly. much. Exactly. Like I said, you, you, know you were mean? selling a fantasy. It's one thing to. I to just want our brothers. I just want right our back. men. I want our men to. Especially in hip hop, the most important thing. I want them to have the same respect as they had for the girls when I was in the game. Me too. Like in the LQ days, in the nineties, in the eighties. We were considered queens. We were considered That's because they queens. have budgets, but now these we, girls are getting paid an Instagram tag. So it is like making it they watering down the business. Well it it also helps uh, you know, our men in this world. They they really gotta change their mind and stop calling girls bitches and hoes and you know what I mean start really now that started saying, with your you homies know, don't do that that started with your homies yeah it started, started with your homies yeah, that but started with back in the days people. back 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 in the days back I could literally say when Bismarcky okay. when all these people they were no hoes and no, bitches and songs you know run DMC no that was not happening it was not happening you know what I'm saying so music has changed you know and what's amazing <laughs> is that the music production is so good that it doesn't matter what people are saying because we dance it because the music is so good. You know what I mean? Because music, that's what music is. So um, there's artists out there that I really love. Who you love? Um, I love Kendrick Lamar. Okay. Um, you know, if I could think of, you know, crazy enough. How you feel about SZA? She's America's favorite side chick. Yeah. Yeah. You know, um, even, you know, I love Cardi B. You know, I love. There's a lot of people out there that at least the new generation I actually really do love. You know, and a lot of people like I love Bats Bunny. You know, um, man, there's a lot of people out there doing good music, but then there's a lot of people that are not being heard. I just heard Talib Kweli's new album. Love him. Oh my God, his new album is hot. I love him. Yeah, that's a hot album. Do you feel like it's ever gonna shift back and get back to where you wanted to be? Where there was a certain respect and regard held for the vixen. Yeah, that'd be great. But do I see it? No. Do I want to see it? Of course you want to see it, but the way the world is going... It's um, like your cheating-ass baby daddy. Like, yeah, girl, he could stop cheating, but he probably not. No, you know, because at the same time, you know, you have, like I said, the millenniums, 
they love it. You know what I mean? And I can't go against the way evolution is happening. Do you know what I mean? Because I'm always creating art. I, I'm a creator. So I, I've, I've gone through the generations and time, and there's always something that you can create out of everything. You know what I mean? So, like I said, there's a lot of things out there that I love that I think, you know, a lot of girls are doing. I'm like, you know, that's hot. Go ahead, keep going, mama. You know what I mean? Right. You know, some I can go, uh, you know, but that's not, I'm not here to judge anybody, you know, because even if people were judging me, I ignored them. So you can't keep moving forward and becoming successful if you listen to everybody judging you. You know right. what I mean? And that's really what it's all about, you know. So that's why I don't have no qualms. I mean, as long as somebody's not killing nobody or you're not having, you dying over sex, at right. least on my time. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, it's the, to me, you know, to you, sweetie, you know. What's next for you? A lot. Right now I'm, I'm setting up to do my life documentary. Would you do a reality TV show? Um, I probably do a cameo on one. You gonna be on Love and Hip Hop? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, stirring tea with a T at with Yeah, a tea. you are stirring tea. <laughs> <laughs> um, I could definitely, especially you got me, New York, because you know you, you got me blushing on that one right now. Perfect. So we cannot <laughs> wait because they need to turn up and fix them storylines a little bit on on Love and Hip Hop. I could definitely see you know you could mentor, you know, give some words of encouragement to everybody on the damn show, from the young girls to the Yandies. Remy Ma could use a little bit of encouragement. I love Remy. I love me too. Remy. I love Remy. You know, I'm you know, I got a lot on my plate right now, so. Between the life document and you know the film, we're actually doing the and film. And you in love? I'm not. I, I you know I, you know I'm nice right Lies. now. <laughs> it's new, you know what I mean. <laughs> so you know it's it's really about just doing that. I got my books coming out, my photography books. Cause I do photography now. I actually have a photography studio, um, H2 Art Studio. It's in Brooklyn. Uh, again, yeah, Dumbo, Brooklyn. Okay. Um, between that. Uh, like I said, photography books. I have a, a erotic novel books collection coming out. I actually have a Hunter Man, um, which my Hunter Man models. The website's magazine coming out again, and I'm actually doing a clothesline with them, an uh, underwear line with Ooh. them. So if you need somebody to be the print coordinator. <laughs> I would like to apply for the job. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make sure the print is right. Right. It needs to be assessed. I'm yes. going to assess the print, <laughs> make sure that the shadow is hitting it so perfectly in the ads. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. That's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I have an artist, Gia. What is, was she, a singer? Yeah, she's a Latino. Yeah, doing Latino music. You smart, because that's tone. where the money is at. She's Dominican. She's yeah. a trapolina. <laughs> she's beautiful. She's a sweetie. She's a little, little firecracker. You know. She's. Oh, you on your Stevie J? Look at you. You know what <laughs> Okay, I cannot wait for this season. Oh, I love it. Hip hop that good. you gonna pop up on. Okay, wait a minute. Hold on. Who's doing love? love? <laughs> Girl. And what is your Instagram? Shout out Twitters? to DJ Self. <laughs> love you, baby. Oh, you said so. You definitely on, Chow. You on. You said so. No. You about to be right on it. Don't no, no, you no, worry. No, 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 no. Got you. We gotta do this life. Get rid doc. of Anais. <laughs> add in Heather Hunter. That would be fly. Yeah, you know, it's really. Uh, uh, no, no, no. Wait, wait. <laughs> <laughs> no. Wait, wait. I gave you a no. whole nother job. Add that to your plate. Oh, no another side dish. <laughs> Speaking wait. of side dishes, mm-hmm. how do you feel about side chicks? 
side chicks or mistresses as it used to be called you know believe it or not i'm not for that um i always believe that it it, it causes bad karma you know um like if it's a situation where you have a a, a married couple and them as together and they bring you in and it's a you know it's a balance of both right. mates and that's how it is yeah, that's all about, you know what I mean? You're there, you're their accessory, you know what I mean? I get that, you know what I mean? I can respect that because, you know, everybody does their own thing on how they swing. But it's the ones that they don't know about. You know, I really feel bad for that woman. You know, at the same time, for the even for the side chick, I feel bad for her because, you know, one thing, you're going to have bad karma. It's going to catch up to you. Um, and another thing, you're not getting fully 100% of that man. You know what I mean? So that's why. Let's go a little deeper. Can you be a side chick if the person is not married, or is that only something that happens when people are married? Like, Me personally, it's when they're married. You know, that's how I feel too. Yeah, that's if how I feel. If he doing them taxes and them taxes say single girl, yes, yeah, fight me. Yeah, because when a man is a, when a man says he's a, you know girlfriend boyfriend relationship. Shout. Men in their mind to me, they always think they're single. You know what I mean? So he's he's not claimed. You know what I mean? He's okay. still out there so running. Clarification. Yeah, but when a woman's married, yeah, she should definitely know. You know, because even, yeah, definitely. Because even I've been in relationships where we have permission passes. You know what I mean? That ruined my that ruined the relationship for me. Really? Because I'm controlling, and he didn't do the pass the way I wanted him to. Yeah, but you always got to get past the first one because they always mess up on the first one. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. You gotta give him a second try. chance. You gotta try give. Again. <laughs> see where it goes down. Right. Now, if they fun. mess up his second chance, then, yeah, you got to get a new one. Because <laughs> okay. rule. Let's go a little, little quick rule before uh -huh. we go because, not, yeah, let's do a quick rule because I feel like this is necessary because my cousin, he's going to come on the show because he has two girlfriends. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, my God, like, I think this is smart. And I feel like that might be the new relationship because men do like variety, you know, and I get it. And, I mean, I like variety, too, but I'm just controlling. So I just feel like if you are in a relationship and you add in that person, like Miss Heather said, it's an accessory. Right, it's, it's definitely an accessory. accessory. Don't be treating this person the same way you're treating me. Like, she might not even get breakfast in the morning. Like, get this girl in the cab and get her out. I don't want to see you on Instagram talking to her later. Like, all of these transactions go through me. Right, and I think guys need to change their methods even when it comes to that. Even when it comes to having threesomes. You know, there's certain ways you a man should approach a threesome, you know. They should, one, definitely, like I said, look at it as an accessory, you know. Even the girl that's coming in, she needs to play her part right. She's just doing a cameo. Yes. She's in. She's in. You are Michelle. She's You're not Beyonce. Yeah, she's creating the fantasy, you know. And she doesn't stay over. She leaves. You know, that's the number one rule, I, I believe. You know what I mean? You really, in that situation, if you really want to have your woman and you, you really want to have a threesome and you want to express yourself, and you have to treat her like a queen. She has to feel like she's on a pedestal going through that entire experience. Right. You know what I mean? And you got to treat this other girl like a dildo, like she's just a sex toy. But yeah, it happens to be real. Right. And she has to enjoy wanting to be a sex toy because girls that come in, they have different intent. Right. You know, so you have to make sure also that girl knows that she's just the entertainment for the night. You know, um, who had the, so the, the the lady should deal with this, right? Like, come here, girl, let me talk to you. Al, this is just this and this, this and that. Right. And then that's, that's right. what it is. There has to be an understanding. Right. Right. And when you find that 
perfect one. <laughs> keep her. <laughs> keep her. Don't keep changing up. Keep her for, you know, stay around for at least a second and then stop. And then, you know, I mean, take a vacation, you know. Do it on holidays. I think that special, should only happen, yeah, vacations. Yeah, holidays, like, you know. I don't want it to be special no occasions. You know, share your Valentine's Day one time, you know. And I know a lot of women would love to do that for their man, but they're so nervous that the man's not going to act right. We know they're not. they stupid. You know? <laughs> they're not even acting right off of two girls liking the same picture. They're not even like two girls sucking the same lick. What? They don't know how to act, Miss yeah. Heather. They don't know how to act, They don't know how to act. Yeah. How do you feel about two guys and a girl? Because I feel like secretly, every girl think about it. Like, girl, don't lie. If it's too juicy, you like, ah, but you don't want to ever talk about that. Like, nobody, because you start feeling like a hoe. I'm all for it. Look at your face. <laughs> like, friends? Huh? <laughs> 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 I don't discriminate. I've been on this planet for a long time, so I've had so lit. journeys, all you gotta live journeys in my life. Yes. You know what I mean? So I'm bisexual, so of course I'm I'm gonna be for trisexual. Yeah, I'm, yeah, trying, I'm trisexual. Oh, I'm with it. So yeah. is it so, so friends? So friends? Have we? Yeah, we've done friends. Have I done friends? Yeah. No, I haven't done friends. Okay. No. No. Okay. No. Just wanted to, you know, get no. the real. So, 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 when we are doing the the, mo the moment with the two guys, I'm just trying to figure out how we, the networking, who set it up? Like, does it, like, you just uh, call this guy, you're like, hey, I'm adding this one too, get to know him real quick, we want to get this popping, and then after, like, do we treat it the same way we treat the girl? Yeah, you know, I, I think it, it's something you have to... You just gotta be comfortable in your yeah, shit. Yeah, you gotta. Do. You just gotta be <laughs> I can't even. Down, like, you really do. Listen, my G. <laughs> yeah, because I even couldn't even answer that Both question. Both of y'all. Nice to meet <laughs> you. This room. And when we done, get out one of y'all because I like this one better. <laughs> like you gotta just own oh, you're it. Vicious. <laughs> this, is the, this is my alter ego. How I feel like it mm -hmm. should go down. Like you just walking like Foxy Cleopatra. But like it's all about creating fantasies. Okay. You know, as soon as you know how to create fantasies. You could do anything. Do you have classes? <laughs> <laughs> I'd love to learn the no, fantasy course. I used to do those when I was 18, 19. <laughs> Child, I'm about to get, I need, I need tutoring. Since I need tutoring. Miss Hunter, if you nasty. Oh, my God. <laughs> I need tutoring. Take me back to the essence, love. <laughs> I had so much fun with you. I, I want to bring time. you back for like a girls' night and just have like more women come. Because like I said, right. you are an amazing person, and to have this longevity and to not be tainted by the industry and to not, you know, to still love love and to still want kids and to still like mm -hmm. these things are things that we need. And I know that this platform is gonna grow. But I definitely, like, you You have to come back, Miss Heather. Oh, I definitely will. You have to come back. <laughs> I want you for the battle of the sexes. I want you for a, a, a ladies' <laughs> night. I just want, you just have so much insight. And I just know yeah. that one hour is never going to be enough. No, we definitely have to we play. We have to bring you back for some more. I, I just wanted to taste, <laughs> get a little... Give me a little taste and bring it right back. Okay. Leave, you leave well, me wanting more. But you're good at what you do. You're good at what you do. You're leaving me wanting more. What's your Instagram, the Twitter, the books? Um, what, where do you want people to come and find you? We could definitely go to heatherhunter.com. Um, I'm on Twitter and Instagram um, Hunter, at Hunter Heather. 
and you know somebody I, tried to steal your name and that's why you had to do it like that no i actually caught myself hiding myself when oh. i first got on instagram i don't know why i did that but yeah so i put in hunter heather but i am a hunter so sound appropriate that's uh, hot and, <laughs> and um heatherhunterphotography.com if you want to check out my my work Ooh, or if you want to even book a photography you yeah. know my studio you know and she stuff. works within people's budgets like just because she is world renowned and she is iconic doesn't mean that you can't come to her with your budget. She's gonna work within the perimeters. You're not gonna get the full yes. extent, but you're gonna get a nice headshot. Right. You're gonna get nice little editorial. Mm-hmm. We gonna and it's gonna be fly. And I know it's gonna be having that sexy. So if Valentine's Day is coming up, <laughs> some nice photo shoots for your man. Yes. Christmas cards. Everything. <laughs> yeah. What's a good Christmas gift for if you what okay, if you ain't been dating somebody for that long, should you get them? Give like thirty days, sixty days, because in thirty days we ain't even giving the pussy yet, so he can't get no yeah, gift, right? Yeah, I, I, I think you know, the man should always give a gift first. Okay, do you I guys always... hear this? Because Christmas is coming. I have a list. It's been really good this yeah. year. I just want some. I just want a name change since Miss Lister. I just want some UGG boots. Like it's not even that crazy. I just don't have no man in my life. So I mean, friend, <laughs> you listening right now? You right there. Just hit me up. Rain. At Miss Lister Knows. You can hit me on email, MissListenKnows at gmail.com. I will give you my sizes and a P.O. box in which you can send these things. And I will give you a shout-out right here on the show. You're going to feel this love. Yes. Flowers will stimulate her. <laughs> but bundles would make me <laughs> salivate. <laughs> give me some hair. Right. <laughs> give me some hair. All kind of flowers. <laughs> yes, it was definitely a pleasure. You have to come back. Blessings. I'm so excited that we connected. I feel like I have a new mentor. Oh, I'm, I'm telling uh, you, I'm coming into 2018 sexy. <laughs> I'm not going to be this crazy tomboy no more. I'm going to loosen up, be more girl six. Yes. <laughs> And until next time, brush your hair, brush your teeth, and brush your dirt off your shoulders and let a hater hate. Ow.